We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am Ty Windish, joined as always, well, joined not as always by a special guest, but joined as always by the exceptional Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? Doing well, very excited about this. Let's not waste too much time here. We had a chance to talk with one of the newest members of the Milwaukee Bucks big boy squad in A.J. Green. He was obviously last year on the Bucks with a two-way contract his rookie season, but now he has a fresh new multi-year contract as a member of the full Milwaukee Bucks roster. And we were thrilled to be able to get the chance to talk with him about all things like himself, like his contract, summer league, coaching staff, whatever. It's, it, it's a, it was a great conversation, and I can't wait to share it with all of you. Yeah, we've gotten to speak with AJ before at after herd games and the the post game interviews, but being able to do a, a longer form conversation like this was really really cool. We're very excited to share some of the great insight that that AJ shared with us. So without further ado, enjoy the interview. All right, AJ. Again, thank you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Let's just start out real simple here. You know, how is your summer going? And how's that ankle feeling? I know it was kind of bothering you heading into summer league, although you were, you know, ready, able to play uh, at least a little bit out in Vegas. Yeah, it's been a great summer uh, so far. I mean, bouncing out, um, back after summer league, kind of just getting back into that routine, feeling healthy um, and working out. So Michael's is great. It's been feeling great. Been in the gym, um, working out, just kind of back on that grind a little bit, trying to get ready and prepare for this next season. What's the what's the routine been like this summer? Ever since summer league ended, yeah, it's just. I mean, I'm back home right now, but just um, in the gym, you know, every day getting my work in, shots up, and um, getting in the weight room and doing some kind of fun, just movement game type stuff. Um, just trying to get athletic and trying to just prepare my body for the season. Absolutely, obviously, you know, huge milestone for you this summer signing that NBA deal. The news broke well, like the night of the Bucks' first summer league game. So I wanted to know, like, did you know going in? Like, was that kind of determined, like, as a result of camp there, or, or what was that process like? So I know a lot of Bucks fans were very excited. You know, we didn't know that news was coming, obviously. But what was it like from from your perspective? You know, did you find out that day, or did you kind of know going in and like it was made official then, or something like that? Yeah, my, I mean, I had just been talking with my agent and he had been talking with the Bucks um, a little bit. Um, so he kind of just hit me. I, had, I mean, I had an idea that it, it might be coming, but he kind of just hit me that day and told me and, and let me know. But it was, it was crazy. Like it took a while to soak it all in. Um, and really, it still doesn't seem quite real yet. So I'm just grateful, you know, for another opportunity to just continue the journey. Yeah, it's. I'm sure it's just a massive, massive milestone moment for you. Congratulations again yeah. uh, on signing that deal. 
Uh, obviously, you yeah, you were you've been with the Bucks uh, last year on a two way contract. You did impress like a lot of the Bucks fans with some standout games in Milwaukee, but you you really dominated uh, in your time in Oshkosh with the Wisconsin Herd uh, up with Ty and Oshkosh. Uh, you averaged more than twenty a game. Do you feel like your play Milwaukee or Oshkosh had more of an impact on you both as a player and on uh, proving to the organization that you deserve to be a full time Buck? Um, I'd like to think they kind of go hand in hand a little bit, um, and it's it's both. Uh, I think having the opportunity to go up to Oshkosh and you know have the ball a little bit more in my hands and showcase a little bit of playmaking and what I can do, and then being able to come down um, with the Bucks in Milwaukee and just show that you know whatever they need me to do, whatever that role may be, that I can fill that and just help the team win. Uh, so. I, I love, you know, being able to go back and forth and just go up to Oshkosh and hoop, play 30-plus minutes, and then come down and learn and get opportunities with the Bucks. Absolutely. And, you know, you had more opportunities uh, in summer league this year. Again, not as many, uh, I think, because of the ankle and also a pretty, pretty stacked roster numbers-wise. But you did get to play and, and at least, you know, practice and play with the rookies, Andre Jackson Jr., Chris Livingston, Amari Moore. You know, what's kind of your impression of this Bucks rookie class? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about – you know, kind of a, a different focus maybe in the draft going for for players who are, you know, high percentile athletes and, and, and just different kind of molds. What was your thought on, on playing with those guys and, and what you think about them and how they'll fit onto the team? Yeah, I was impressed. You know, I think they all they all compete, they all play hard and they all want to win. And I think when you got just those things alone, um, you got, you know, opportunities to build and grow. Um, you know, Chris, just his aggressiveness and, you know, using his athletic ability to defend and, and get downhill to play at the rim. And obviously Andre is a great athlete, um, but just his, you know, desire to play hard and, and play the right way and have fun. You know, he's it's amazing to play with guys like that. And Amari, you can tell he's, you know, been in college for a while. He knows the game. Um, he knows how to play the right way and, and can make plays that way. So, you know, I think it's going to be great, you know, having them around. And I'm excited to get back to Milwaukee and just, you know, get to know them better and, you know, get to find that that flow on the court with them. Yeah, and, and just one more, I guess, on that idea quickly. I mean, it, it part, partially because, you know, you weren't able to get out there and play as much as I'm sure you wanted to, you know, maybe not the best spacing on the floor. I think, you know, it's kind of our thought that all of those guys, especially, you know, with NBA spacing, you know, on the Bucks, like with yourself, Chris Middleton, like these shooters – those guys, I think, would be set up in a better position. I think to to look good out there. Is that do you do you agree with that? Do you think that those guys are better suited for you know the NBA game than maybe the summer league game where maybe there wasn't as much spacing or, or offensive flow all the time? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, you know as great as summer league is, it, it is tough in ways that you have such limited time with so many guys to try and, you know, just learn how to play with them, that things can kind of get jumbled a little bit. But like you said, with the, the space and just the time and knowing, you know, what they need to do uh, with the Bucks, I think they'll all really just mesh well and fit in and be able to, you know, take those opportunities and just showcase what they can bring. I have to ask you this about the rookies. Are you most excited for the fact that they are indeed rookies and you are no longer one and can't don't have aren't subjected to any rookie duties that may have come your way last season? Uh, I mean, it'll be nice to have some just some youthfulness around some younger guys um, on the team. Uh, but no, in terms of like the rookie duties, it's not bad at all. You know, our our vets are great guys, so they weren't making us do anything crazy. But nothing crazy. Uh, what's the, what's the nice worst thing they did? It's really like nothing at all. Like it was just sometimes we grab some food. Uh, we got to sing happy birthday to everybody, but. Other than that, it's, it's pretty laid back. The the Bucks uh, family family culture strikes again, and I think it's it's a, ultimately a good oh. thing. But maybe maybe less stories for us, but that's okay. I mean, I think it's we'd much rather have that that good culture. Um, you know the 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 playoff run for you guys, of course, didn't go how any of us wanted it to go, and then ultimately the franchise makes a big move, right? The coaching change um, with Adrian Griffin coming in for Mike Budenholzer. And of course, this this gets analyzed mostly by media or by fans who aren't like in there working with these people. And especially for you, you know, coming off your rookie year, playing on the two way contract, 
Was that kind of unsettling for you, given that, I mean, I think we all agree, like you had a strong season. I felt like you certainly impressed people and kind of probably impressed this coaching staff. And now there's a change going into this this pivotal offseason for you. You know, was that kind of an unsettling moment? And then what was your first impression when you did get to meet Adrian Griffin, whether that was like at the press conference or whenever that was able to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's things like that. You really can't stress too much because I have no say or control like over it. Like all I can do is um, just, you know, have an opportunity to, to make impressions uh, with new coaches and just show what I can do and how I can help the team win. Um, so that's all I tried to focus on. But Coach Griffin, I mean, my first impressions is I love the guys. Uh, very personable dude to, to be around, easy to talk to. Um, and just being with him at Summer League and, you know, on the court with him, I love what he's going to bring um, and what he's got planned for us on both ends of the floor. So I'm just excited to get back there and, and really start working and get to know every, all the coaches just a little bit more. For sure. You talked previously to The Athletic about uh, Adrian Griffin's offense. You said uh, described it as a lot of side-to-side, playing advantage basketball, keeping advantage basketball, finding good shots. And you said you'll be able to help out in that offense with your understanding of the game and keeping it simple. Obviously, you can't give away too many state secrets here. But uh, what should Bucks fans expect to look different when the team is on offense next season? I think it's like side to side. So it's multiple actions, you know. Um, we're always, because of who we have on the team with Giannis and Chris, like, those will always be guys and we're going to go to them and, and run through them. But I think <clears throat> just – I think when you when you have a team of five guys that are skilled and know the game, you can just make it so much easier um, by playing that way, like side to side, one action, nothing gets to the next, and just make teams guard. And it's very hard to guard that way. So uh, I think just, you know – Knowing that and knowing hoops, um, hopefully I'll be able to fit in and you know find my role within that. But I'm very excited just to get working with them. Absolutely. So we um, we had Javon Carter on the show um, soon after he joined the Bucks, and we kind of asked him like, "What's it like to be known as a, a defender?" Right? Because that was the book on Javon Carter. Probably not anymore. And I think the the contract speaks to that. He clearly showed he has more skills. But coming into Milwaukee, he was viewed as a, a defender, and he said he actually liked it because he thinks opponents then kind of underrate what else he could do on the floor. Do you kind of feel the same way about being known as a shooter? Like, does it, is it ever annoying? Do you feel pigeonholed or is that just like speak to your abilities and give you that opportunity to maybe surprise people with, as you mentioned, like your playmaking or other aspects of your game? Yeah, I don't, I'm not too, uh, yeah, I think like you said, I don't feel pigeonholed or too worried about what it is because those are, things other people you know think or how they kind of place me and I know the things that I can do and what I can bring and obviously I can shoot and that's what I'll be known as um but I think it's there's room to build too you know once if I'm fortunate enough to continue growing and staying on this journey um just continue to to build trust and showcase other things that I can do um, with my game and I'm just gonna you know take it day by day and just, you know, month by month uh, throughout the journey. It, it's it's always funny. Whenever I hear these kind of characterizations of players, I always think back to that. I don't know if you've seen this clip of, of Jose Alvarado when he like first came into the league uh, with the Pelicans and there was just like uh, the defender like, hey, can he shoot? He's like, yes, I can shoot. And then he's just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I always think of that because it's like, obviously, these players can do so. They're, they're in the NBA. <laughs> it's, it's, these are the top, top percentile of basketball players in the world. Like, obviously, they're going to they're gonna have their strengths. They're going to yeah. have their weaknesses. But they can do, like, everything. Yeah, it's like when I, when I was a kid, I would watch mm-hmm. baseball with my dad. And every player up, at, I'd be like, can this guy hit a home run? And he had to be like, yeah, they can all hit home runs. Like, they're they're in the MLB like they can they can get it out of here trust me um so yeah it is it is a little funny how I think just for I guess ease of discussion or or whatever people just like oversimplify you know talking about players certainly and and I think that um it's probably good to just I I mean I'm sure as in your position now as an NBA player 
you kind of have to just ignore like everything people outside of the organization say for the most part, right? Because I mean, there's just so much noise, especially these days about the league. I mean, do you just like, do you ever see the stuff going around like trade rumors or anything like that? Or do you just kind of like ignore all of it and just like say, I'll just, I'll leave that for, for, you know, the fans, the podcasters, whoever else. Yeah. You can't really pay attention to it. Um, You're going to, excuse me, you're going to notice it. And I mean, cause it's, it's everywhere. It's all on social media, but you can't worry about it or let it get in your head. Cause I mean, like I mentioned earlier, you have no control over those things. Um, and so I just, you know, trust in the plan that whatever might happen, it was supposed to happen and I'm just going to run with it and, you know, make it work. For sure. Like, and speaking of, speaking of having like an ironclad mentality, you're you're in a uh, a position where it's like you, we've seen how important shooting is around like a dominant inside force like Giannis. Uh, we like people who have uh, played with LeBron like they've they've talked in the past about it. It's like yeah, it's a lot of pressure being like a shooter around like a guy like LeBron because he he relies on that sort of spacing. And it's like some he, I forget who it was. They said like yeah, some players can't take that. Does does that sort of like responsibility like affect your mindset at all? Is there just like that same ironclad mentality? I got to do what I got to do. No, I look forward to it because it makes my job easier. Like he draws so much attention that if he just chooses to kick it out to me, like I'm most likely going to have space and I'm just going to let it fly. Like, um, you know, I think the more you play with those guys, the more there's trust that's built and, um, so I, I just see it as opportunity. And like, if you, at the end of the day, regardless of if you make shots or not, like you're out there playing in the NBA and like, if you put the, the work in and the time, the majority of, you know, it's going to play out where you're going to make shots and have success. So I just trust in that. Absolutely. Do you feel like that's, it's kind of helped along by the fact that as we had almost joked about earlier, although it is a real thing, the Bucks do have that kind of, you know, family-like culture of – it seems like obviously we, we're not in there. We're not in the locker room or, or playing on the team, of course, but my jumper's broken. But that that culture of kind of just like picking people up versus the opposite, like do you think that helps with kind of, you know, playing with Giannis or, or you know, taking these open shots when defenses collapse on him and just knowing like, you know, it, it's going to be still a, a good atmosphere after that whether it goes in or not? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's, I mean, we got such a great team with great guys. Like, it's always, you know, next play, I'm going to pick you up, um, keep going, like, keep shooting it. And that's all, like, that's all you can ask for, especially as a rookie last year and having teammates like that where it's no egos and, you know, they really just want the best for you and want you to have success. Um, it just gives you so much confidence, you know, to just go out there and play. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For sure. Uh, speaking of uh, good teammates, we 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 saw that the Bucks managed to retain Chris Middleton, managed to retain Brooke Lopez in free agency. Obviously a big win for the city, the organization. And, and uh, I'm sure you're happy to have your guys back. Uh, but uh, with with Chris and Brooke back, uh, getting to more of the defensive side of the ball, do you expect the team to retain a lot of the same defensive principles as last season? Uh, or do you expect them to be more aggressive, which is what Adrian Griffin's known for in his time with like Toronto and stuff? Uh, especially considering like Brooke Lopez, drop back big. It's, uh, like he's obviously had a ton of success doing that. Do you, what's, what's your perspective? Do you think it'll be more similar to last year or sort of be switched up? Uh, I think just from hearing what Coach Griffin was saying during summer league and, you know, what he wants to do and how he wants to defend, um, I think it'll be different. Um, but, you know, it's we haven't had the full team together um, to work out or practice or anything, so it's hard to say, but I think just – Going off what Coach Griffin has mentioned um, before, I, I expect it to be different. Are you are you excited about that, or is it just again another just another another thing that's going to happen, and you'll you'll adjust to it one way or another? Yeah, I'm excited about it because it's you know it's something different and something new that you know I can work on and add to my game and just have options, you know. So um, I'm excited to get after it and learn. Um, you know, always learning and there's a million different ways to do things and have success. And I think the more you can explore with those options and then figure out what works for you and what doesn't and just add, build to kind of who you are, um, it's going to be better in the long run. Absolutely. And I guess following up on, on defensive changes and versatility, I found this fascinating. You mentioned in an interview with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that one of your focuses this summer is unlearning some defensive habits from college that you felt like needed to be ironed out. I would love to hear just as, you know, anytime I hear a pro player talk about the nuances like that, I get really interested because this is the kind of thing that I'm sure it would be really hard for us to pick up from just watching, you know, unless we heard you, you mention it like you did, you know, as much as you can share, like what sort of things are you looking to iron out and, and how do you think that will translate to defending next season? Yeah, I think, you know, in college, or, or just growing up, like defensive defense in general, it's a lot of just like slide, like push and slide and move your feet type of thing. But like it's impossible to guard somebody if they're sprinting full speed downhill and you try to slide with them, like or like wall up with your chest and like dudes in the NBA are just gonna bump you one time and like cave your chest in, like it's over. So, um, <laughs> finding ways just to, to move, um, you know, turn and run, uh, give ground and kind of corral guys. And really for me, I know I'm not going to be like Drew where he's out there like shutting guys down, but I know that, you know, I have the length and I can move well enough to, to force shots that we want to live with and our low percentage shots that over time, you know, we'll, we'll win games regarding that way. And that's really all I'm trying to do and my goal is defensively. One thing that we had talked about, you know, with yourself and, and someone like Marjan Bochamp coming in last year was this team has so many veteran wings who have made their careers in the league separate ways. I mean, you mentioned Drew is a guard, but of course he can guard any wing. Wesley Matthews, another like elite defensive player. Of course, Chris, who is so much sauce offensively and has been an elite defensive player in the league. Joe Ingles, the, the playmaking and shooting. And we kind of hypothesized that that would be kind of the perfect environment for a young wing to come up in because you have all these different guys with their different careers and who have played and won in different styles. Because we always joke like, you know, I'm sure there is a lot that you can get from Giannis, but, you know, on the court wise, like Giannis, hey, AJ, just dunk over three guys, right? Like, I, I don't know how much of that translates, but all these wings, like I would love to hear what that was like and, and if there was anything specific that, you know, you got from those guys that really clicked for you. 
Yeah, it was amazing. Like I felt like the whole year I was kind of just like had ears open all the time. Just any conversations during huddles, practice, I was always right there just trying to listen and pick things up. Um, and whether it was, you know, with Wes and just all the things defensively, like positioning and like just keeping your hands there for poke at it at the last second or contest and like fighting through screens, watching how Drew does that. Or if, if it was offensively with, with Joe and just how he wanted to position guys and, and make reads or Chris, the same thing. Like, like he's like a chess player out there just with how he plays the game and picks people apart and picks defenses apart. So that's what I love. Like I love learning and just finding ways to, to get better and make basketball easier. And it's so fun to me when it's like that. So like you said, it was for my first year, like the guys we had, it was great. Yeah, and now it's now it's sort of a passing of the torch situation because obviously we have Joe moving on to Orlando, Wes moving on to Atlanta. Best wishes to them. Uh, but like, just you're talking about like the advice that teammates have given you. Can you can you name like what's the, what's the what's the best piece of advice, like singular piece of advice that a teammate has given you, whether that's with the Bucks in college, whatever. Um, it's a hardball. I think honestly, I think it's simple. I think it's not really from one person or one moment, but just collectively over time, it's just to like be you um, and, and stay true to that. Like everybody knows what they can bring and what they can do. Um, but it can be hard for people not to conform or get caught up into what, whether it's media, public teammates, coaches, what other people might be saying. Um, so just be you and stay true to that, stay confident and believe in yourself. And um, that's something I just, you know, try and, try and continue to do you know you mentioned learning from from joe and chris in terms of seeing the floor a little bit more i want to know like it's just playing now and obviously like you said you haven't played with the full team and the season hasn't started or anything like that but do you feel like already kind of the game is slowing down a little bit i mean that's something i feel like you hear really across sports as players get more experience like the game slows down the reads become you know more apparent and I guess on top of that, you know, this team doesn't have many traditional point guards on the roster. If you do feel like the game is slowing down, you know, do you think that you could see players like yourself or, or just some of the other guys handling the ball a little bit more because there aren't, you know, the kind of point guards that we had last season, you know, whether it's Javon Carter or even someone like Ingles, who was a wing, but basically played point guard offensively in his minutes there. And more, like as the season went on, just the more reps and, and feel and experience that you get out there. Um, the easier it gets. So I think as that continues, um, I'll just get more comfortable. And yeah, I think just with knowing basketball and understanding it, uh, that if they needed me to, I could, I feel comfortable doing that. Um, but I'll just, like I mentioned earlier, like I'll, whatever they need me to do to help the team win and, and whatever role that may be, I'm all in for it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. It's gonna it's gonna be a, an interesting start to the season. Obviously, you guys have a new coaching staff that you need to. Everyone needs to work together to sort of find out how this season's gonna progress. The the roster has had some changes. You obviously bring in guys like Malik Beasley, Robin Lopez returns to the team. Obviously, you didn't get a chance to play with him, but uh, in Milwaukee, but he he's back uh, with the Bucks. It's just like like Ty mentioned earlier. Earlier, there's like a lack of traditional point guards on the roster. But you guys do have a ton of like stat, like a stacked wing rotation. Like you have yourself, you have Grayson Allen, you have Malik Beasley, you have like Chris, you have, you have Pat, you have so many guys, and each of you brings like a unique skill set to the game. There's not like oh, just like mix and match these sort of guys. It's like no, each one brings something unique, something different. Is that something that's sort of like is that valued, or is it sort of like a in terms of like your own like personal like growth and development or is it sort of like a um oh i want to i want to be able to like you know get my chance to shine rather than just being like matchup dependent like uh roles i think having guys like that um uh, brings value um because like you said that each person kind of has their own little you know, thing that they bring that's different. And I think when you have a lot of that on the court, it can be tough just for teams to guard and, and defend. Um, and you think, I think it really just, it brings, 
when they click and bring the most and most value out of guys. Like, it kind of makes me think a little bit of like the Heat this past year and how like they let guys just kind of rock. Like it wasn't like Jimmy was their guy, but it, every they played in a way that they got the most out of each person. Um, and I think that's why it made him so good. So I think we could have something similar to that, maybe. That's a that's a fascinating, I think, a perspective on it. And we certainly hope that you know the the Bucks are in a in a deep playoff run again this this coming season. Rohan, you mentioned Malik Beasley. I believe he posted on on IG as a story. He was like one off of what looked like a shooting competition. I think he had eighty nine. I think the record is ninety. Did you set the record? Do you know who set the record? And and are you intending to set the record if if you aren't the one who set it? Because I, I can imagine from some of the videos the Bucks have shared that there is a lot of good natured fun at at some of these competitions, shooting included. Yeah, it's just a a little shooting thing that we do every once in a while. Uh, I think it's Grayson that has the record. So I'm um, I mean we're all gunning for it and we're definitely trying to trying to beat it. Um so it's you know a little thing we do a couple times a week or every day just at the end of a workout, um, get up some threes and you know, try and beat that number. Is it is it just is it straight up like a hundred threes at, at the different spots? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just a hundred catch and shoot threes. Ninety, wow. I just, NBA players are different. yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it, you, you guys are you guys are different. It's a lot of time for Yeah, for sure. It's it's a lot of hard work, a lot of a lot of grinding. Like you guys spend your lives like dedicating yourselves to the craft, and it, it really it shows. Like the hard work comes through for sure. And like I mentioned earlier, like you guys are the top top percentile of at basketball players in the world. Uh, here's a fun little thing. Uh, I mentioned Robin Lopez is back. Uh, obviously you weren't with the team then, but when he was previously with the Bucks, they did like a pregame, like fake wrestling, like wrestling routine. Do you know anything about that? And if that's returning? I have no idea. Uh, I've, I've seen those videos, um, from a few years back when they had it, but I mean, we'll see, uh, what happens this year with it. Do you want it to come back? Yeah, are you are you a wrestling guy? Would you get into this? Would you? I know I know you'll do whatever the team needs, but would you be <laughs> would you be excited to to jump in this? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's fun. Like, there's so many games throughout the season that you got to find ways to just have fun and enjoy it. So I'd be all for it. We'll we'll look forward to seeing if you uh, if you suplex anyone this season. Hopefully only hopefully only in that part of the in, in those kind of situations. Um, is there is there one game or one in game moment that really stands out from from your rookie season? Obviously, you had you know a couple. I'd say uh, or several NBA games where you got in and got to make a real impact. You know, is it the first one? Is it career high? Like what? When you think about it, if you think about it. Um, looking back really stands out as like a very special moment for you in year one. I think I just got to go with the first game. Um, you know, my first like actual minutes NBA game with the Bucks. Um, I think it was against Cleveland at home. Um, when I got I hit my first three, my first points, uh, I think that's just, it's tough to beat. You know, it's the moment you've always dreamed of and to just be out there and experience it. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. I guess I also wondered, you know, you obviously coming from um, Northern Iowa, and it seems like there's been a couple NBA players coming through the draft where this is true recently, you know, um, J-Dub, Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, like these guys from schools that aren't the Blue Bloods, maybe aren't in the most prestigious conferences, but really coming to the league and, and make an impact right away. Do you feel like those kind of players are now – pretty underscouted when it comes to the NBA draft. I mean, it feels like between the major schools, the G League Ignite team, now overtime elite, of course, overseas, you see Wembenyama, of course, was going to go first this year. But do you think that maybe there's not enough focus either now or maybe there ever was on players like yourself who, you know, played outstanding basketball at some of these, you know, lesser watched schools across the country? Yeah, I don't know if it's, well, is it's under scouting or um, just maybe not playing 
you know, in the NCAA tournament on that bigger stage. Um, but I think when you play at a school like that, um, whether it's me or Jen Williams or even, um, I don't know his name, but the rookie this year from Santa Clara, the lefty, um, I think you're you're forced to just kind of learn so much about basketball and how to have success that you you have to like do a lot of different things in a way so it almost prepares you to understand and and know so many different things where then whatever role that it that you need to do at the next level you have experience and know how to do that if that makes sense um and i mean you it's true like you look at some of the top point guards in the leagues like went to schools like that, like Steph, Dame, Trey Young went to Oklahoma, but he was the guy there, did everything. Like it's true with a lot of the top players. So um, I love guys that choose to take that route, and you know, obviously, I'm all for it. Um, and you don't have to go to a big school to have success and you know make the dream come true. Is that something you've got to talk to Amari Moore at all about? Like I know to your point of having to do everything, I think it was like decades his school hadn't made the tournament until he kind of got there and, and lifted up that program like obviously you haven't had a ton of time with the, the new teammates yet but seems like kind of a similar guy there as well yeah for sure uh, I really haven't gotten a chance to talk to him much about it yet but I think you know you can see it in his game a little bit um, just in the chance that you guys play during summer league that he's similar in that way whether it's defensively um just knowing where to be, you know, what to do or offensively knowing the game and making reads and passes. So I'm excited for him. And, you know, he's in a great organization, obviously. I think he's going to really just have a great year. I mean, talking about your your collegiate career, obviously you, you had a few years at Northern Iowa and you were massively successful and managed to uh, sign a two-way contract with the Bucks. You sort of stayed in that, stayed in the Midwest uh area is that something that like kind of was important to you or uh is it just like i just want an opportunity um i mean it's both you can't be picky at all like i think it just worked out perfectly for me um to where i was fortunate enough to be with the bucks and it's close to like it's a four-hour drive from where i'm at to milwaukee and i got family in in the cities and in wisconsin so it's close to where everybody can come and support. Um, and I'm just super grateful for that. And, you know, that I get a few more years here to continue and just try and build and, you know, make a name for myself and keep going. Are you making that drive yourself? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Easy drive. Yeah. Not, uh, not chartering, uh, planes or anything just quite yet for the, the Iowa drive. That's, that's, that's commendable. <laughs> I was actually, I was going to ask, this might be a, this might be a, a hat, like a, a tough question. Um, I believe I saw you, you shared on, on IG, you're getting married this year. I am also getting married this year. How much, yeah. thank you, you as well. How much of the like logistics stuff are you in there on? Because I had no idea how much needs to be planned, how many vendors, how many things need to be sent. Address has gotten, it's a lot. As you can tell from my stress level in my voice. I am I'm a pretty equal partner in this. Are you are you in there on this process? I'm sorry about that. Uh, oh no, you're good. Out. No worries. Yeah, it's a lot of stress. Like you said, there's so many things. Like my fiance, I don't know how she does it. She's been amazing throughout this process, just with planning everything and organizing it, and you know what needs to be done. Um, and I try to help out and and do what I can. Um, but it's a lot. So, I mean, I think we're like 20 something days away. So I'm just excited to, you know, get there. And, yeah. Uh, and get married. Yeah. That's, uh, that's where I'm at too. So good luck to you on, on the stretch here and hope everything goes well and, and look forward to congratulating you, uh, the, the day itself or whenever, whenever after, um, I wanted to ask, just get back to, to basketball now. Although I, I just, I had to ask that when I saw it's coming up for you too. Cause I was like, no one knows, no one who hasn't been married knows what this is. This is a lot. Um, <laughs> Uh, you can tell I'm not cut out to be a professional athlete because I've had to make like 40 phone calls and I'm, I'm drained from it. But um, I, we talked about the great vets on the Bucks. I, I want to know, are there any players on other teams around the league that you kind of look at and think, you know, that's someone that kind of plays like the way you play or you want to play or, or that you can take anything from from watching them or even playing directly against them? You know, just guys around the league who you think are 
you know, maybe not like a, a facsimile for how you play, but that you can take things from and kind of incorporate them into your game? Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys. Um, I really liked in college. I loved watching CJ and McCollum a lot. Um, just kind of how he plays and he's always, you know, at his pace and getting to his spots and finding ways to do that um, without being like crazy athletic, high flying, super fast type of guy. Um, but it was amazing this year. Like there's every game you can find somebody new, um, even if they're not really the same type of player, but maybe there's one thing that is similar or is kind of close that I could, you know, work toward or eventually add to my game. Um, so I, like I mentioned, like always learning, always trying to learn and pick things up um, and just make mental notes of, you know, how guys have success, what allows them to do that. What of those things could I possibly add to who I am as a player? Are you, are you a league pass guy on, on days off? Or are you just, are you watching, are you watching games or are you just, uh, just chilling? I'm always watching hoops. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always watching games. Speaking of, speaking of your college influences, I have to ask, who were your like uh, influences like as you were a kid, like just learning the game? Uh, my dad, quite a bit. Um, obviously, he coaches. He's at Iowa State right now. Um, but honestly, like he did a great job. Like a lot of credit goes to him. He he, you know, got me in the gym. Um, and a lot of it, I just like in high school when I was younger, a lot I just went in by myself and just like was creative and just was in the gym messing around, working on stuff. And then uh, right like when I was in high school, about to commit, um, his name's Seth Tuttle. He played at Northern Iowa, played at overseas a few years, and is an assistant now at, at UNI. Um, he had a huge influence just on me and the entire process of college and going into the nba and that whole thing and so uh, i'd say those my dad and, and him were the two main ones that's that's really cool i mean i feel like uh and it's it's hard to argue with you that your your dad did a great job because you know nba player aj green so i, I think uh, i think that one is is pretty much a, a solid fact at this point um one thing I wanted to ask is, and you mentioned that you love being able to go and play 30 in Oshkosh and, and of course, get the, the NBA minutes as well when they were there. Was it difficult for you to kind of go back and forth? And, and maybe I know sometimes for, for guys who do play re semi-regularly in the G League, you know, you can find out like that day, right? Like it's not, it's not all planned out ahead. It depends on all these other things. Is that difficult or is it always just easy for you to show up and say, you know, if I'm... You know, if I'm here, you know, on, on the bench today, that's fine. If I'm playing 30 minutes in Oshkosh, that's fine too. Like, is it just easy to do that? Or is can it be difficult mindset-wise to get used to going back and forth a little bit? Yeah, the, the hardest part was definitely mental. Because um, a lot of times you didn't know, and it would be last minute. Um, so you really always got to be prepared and always – like trust your preparation um but i loved it because ultimately you know as much travel or back and forth as it might be like you're getting to play basketball and going places to play games and that's a blessing in itself so i just tried to stay ready and just you know be able to enjoy the process and the moments and then you obviously you know played on the, the two-way all of last season the nba expanded to a third one this year which is something we're pretty excited about to increase those opportunities you know, clearly it worked for you. So I'm guessing I know the answer here, but would you recommend that approach to a player, you know, coming out of the draft, whether it's a second rounder or an undrafted player, that opportunity to go get that two way, because of course, you know, there's no guarantee ever of what's going to happen, but just that opportunity to spend more time with the NBA club does seem very valuable. And, I, and if you liked it, you know, are you excited about there being a third spot this season for those players on each team? I think it'll be huge. Yeah, I think, you know, guys should do it because you'll have opportunities. Um, you'll get to be around, you know, both programs and, and the top program, obviously, quite a bit. Um, so I think it's it's great that they're doing that. Um, and hopefully more guys will, you know, be in for that and take that route. And I mean, you're seeing it more and more guys starting, whether it's in the G League or two way and building their way up. Um, so I think it's great. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're teammates with the first ever G League alum to be an all-star in Chris Middleton. So 
Yeah, it's it, there. There are stories of success. Uh, so I, I'm glad. I'm glad you relished the opportunity, and obviously you took advantage. And now we're now we're with the 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 big squad. Um, what what are you most excited about for actually being on the main roster this season? Uh, I don't. I mean, the same stuff, really. Just uh, the another opportunity to another season to to play. Um, grow and get better and, and win games and hopefully win in the playoffs and make a run at it. Um, I think that's honestly the biggest thing. Like I'll get to be around the, the team full time, I guess, and be at all practices and at every game and learning and and all of that as well. Um, but just to get better, really, that's all it is. Yeah, the playoff eligibility. No, that's, yeah, that should be a big. That's true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I forgot about that. Yeah, that'll be fun too. Um, is there any specific aspect of your game that you're most excited to get better about this year? I'll say one of the highlights of watching you at Oshkosh this past year was some of the times you mentioned how CJ gets to his spots. It stood out there were times when you were on the ball a little more and you would get to that mid-range spot and whether it was like a turnaround or just a straight pull-up, it was kind of like the, oh, you know, when, when, when AJ is playing in Milwaukee, it's more just spacing a lot of the times. Of course, Giannis Chris Drew, there's so many established, talented players up there. But that did stand out in Oshkosh as well. You know, is it that? Is it something else? Or you know, just what? what is your focus, I guess, going into the season? I think just to continue to be a even better shooter um, with more variability and just be able to make shots, make all types of shots, um, be consistent with it, and then just continue and get better and defensively and show that I can guard and I can move um, and use my physicality and um, and be like reliable defensively um, and someone they can trust. So those are just my two biggest things, really continuing to, you know, be a star in my role in that way. The uh, shooting variability you mentioned, is that kind of like shooting off movement more of different looks or, or what What exactly does are you thinking when, when you look at that? Because I know like when, when Duncan Robinson first emerged, I, I did a deep dive on like how he would shoot. And he would like take two huge steps with the ball and then pull. It was it, it broke it broke the league for about a season there. And and I remember just thinking like I didn't know anyone could do this. That feels like it's becoming more prevalent now as like threes are just accepted more around the league. Is it kind of the movement shooting or, or anything specific that you're thinking about when you focus on improving your shooting? Yeah, literally all of that. Like any variable that you could think that goes into shooting, whether it's the speed that you go into the shot with, like the balance, like the, the rotation of like your body on the shot, the release, how fast it is, your feet, um, like any of those things, any variability, like variable you could think within a shot is something that I'll work on and just try and push because I want to be able to make like any shot. Like people always say like, try not to do this with the shot, try not to to do that or like keep it as one shot type of thing. But I see it more as like, well, why like, that's impossible. Like why not just be able to make all shots and not have to worry about shooting it a certain way. Um, so that's what I kind of love about trying to get better as a shooter is having fun with that and pushing those boundaries. I love that you have like the Kawhi Leonard approach to help defense for shooting. Like it famously when he was in college, he didn't understand the concept of he's like, why would I help? Why would anyone help? Let's just defend the guy. Why would I not just yeah. take and make all the shots? <laughs> it seems like shooting's kind of evolved, right? Because that was like the old school mindset, right? Was you got your form and you load up into it. And it seems like this last decade, half decade here, certainly guys like Steph, you'll just see him take something. It's like, that's not a good shot. It goes in. Dame famously, Paul George said it's not a good shot. Like, do you feel like there's kind of been an evolution there and that is now more accepted for players to, you know, take all different kind of looks? I think it is just because of, you know, guys that paved the way, like you said, was Dame or Steph, um, Clay, like kind of those first guys that, that did that. Um, and just the value that shooting has now, I think people might be more open to um, being creative or just, I don't know, different things within it, I guess. 
I was, it's, it's funny. Uh, I, a video of Steph uh, versus the Spurs in like game 73 or whatever. They, they were going for their 72nd win. And it was like them against the Spurs who were 40 and 0 at home at the time. And it was just like, I was watching these. I forgot a lot of the stuff that he had done because that, that season of Steph was one of the greatest offensive seasons I've ever seen in terms of like basketball efficiency. The, yeah. the shots that he was taking were odd. It, it was just it, it was absolutely insane it's 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 the understatement of the century to see to say that he's uh influenced the game of basketball um, but uh, um yeah i'll ask you a, a fun question have you gotten to have you gotten to meet the fake aj green the football aj green <laughs> no i have not gotten to meet him yet there's that old commercial. I don't know if you remember this, where it was like a, a normal guy named Michael Jordan, and he would like check in for reservations, and they'd be all like, "Oh, we thought it was you know Michael Jordan." Have you ever had a moment like that where someone's like, "Oh, athlete AJ Green is coming," and they expect the football player? Has that happened to you? Uh, it's never happened to me in person, no. But like my fiance will always tell me if it happened, like on social media. I guess people will always on Twitter and be like. Oh, okay. AJ Green's in the NBA now, or like switch <laughs> sports, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's always somebody who thinks it's a great joke when I, you know, we'll, we'll be tweeting about the games, right? And oh, AJ Green just down a shot. He switched sports. It's like, yeah, okay. It's it's a yeah. good bit. It was, it was maybe a good bit the first couple of weeks. It's it's been a year now. I think we can move on. But um, so I got to ask, you know, for the 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 sanctity of the podcast going forward. Which of your teammates on the Bucks do you think would be the best Eurostep guest interview? And will you put in a good word for us? That's the second part of the question. That's the important part. I'll absolutely put in a good word yes. for you guys. Uh, yes. Um, I don't know. Have you have you had guy or who's been on it already? Or we we had Bob. Yeah, we had we had Javon, and I would say, I mean, it bodes really well for your season because, like, the year he had after coming on the pod, I mean, pretty outstanding season for Javon Carter. So I think in line for a very strong AJ Green season based on that that trend. But no, we've just had Javon on. We've gotten to talk to, you know, actually, I think a lot of the guys now. If we talked to Wara and Mamu before after after herd games, but have not officially had them on the podcast yet. Bobby too. Oh, and Bobby, of course. Yeah, you got to talk to Bobby Portis uh, at his podcast event. Yeah, I'll shoot. I'll see who's open to it. I'll throw it out there and, and see if anybody's down for it. There we go. Let you guys know. Mm-hmm. Appreciate uh, that. Appreciate. Uh, do you have uh, some of your teammates in the past have gotten? Obviously, Bobby is keeping a buck. Thanasis is the analysis. Have you have you gotten a chance to? Is is that something you'd ever be interested in? And starting a podcast? Yeah. Um, maybe, I guess. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Um, but I think it would be fun. Um, just talking about it. Like it. Yeah, I think, yeah, they do. And I mean, they're becoming more and more popular. And I think it's a good way to just kind of build who you are. Like, you don't even got to talk about basketball, but just have people or build fans that are just fans of who you are as a person outside of just as a player kind of. Yeah. It seems like people find it really refreshing to hear more from their players. I mean, obviously, you know, Bobby and Thanasis, you know, potential teammate this year, we'll see a new report came out today. I won't ask you about that, AJ. I'm not going to get you in trouble, but you know, Jeff Teague has been, has been going viral a lot. Jeff Teague is hilarious on podcasts and I, uh, mm-hmm. he played for the bucks. I had no idea how funny Jeff Teague was. Paul George's podcast, I think has had some really, really awesome episodes too. You know, do you do you listen to and I you can lie if you want to not offend any of your teammates with podcasts, but do you listen to NBA podcasts at all? Like do you find it interesting as well? Or are you like kind of getting those stories from just, you know, being in the league and being on the team with those guys? Oh, I've listened to a few here and there. Um my dad is somebody that listens to a lot of them, so he'll send me them every once in a while. Um But like you said, like it's cool, like I get to hear the stories just yeah playing on the bus like firsthand which is pretty neat yeah i mean you get the probably the the, un, the unfiltered stories too i mean you're probably getting the better stories than we get honestly yeah. um yeah. I, I wonder is there, is there any is there any like pg story that you that you were willing to share from any any um, you don't have you don't have 
Yeah, I don't know. Not off, the, not off the top of my head. I'd have to think about it. That's fair. Um, um, have you gotten any good Marcus Johnson stories yet? Um, I, I saw this. He's thankfully seems doing very well. He just had, a, a, I think, I believe a hip replacement procedure. He's been posting about a lot. But Marcus is someone, I think, known for incredible stories. I mean, I've heard Marcus tell on the broadcast and on Twitter some outstanding stories. Have you gotten any from him yet? And is that just like so easy to listen to someone like that who has been around the league and just been around the world and, and know so many people? I have not yet, oh. um, but I guess I'll have to. Um, yeah, I'll definitely need to next time I run into him. Yeah, um, catch a few. He's he's got he's got a lot of them. Um, that that is for sure. He's, uh, he's a he's a gift to to us yes. watchers. Uh, yeah, just, just yeah. like him, him on the broadcast is just iconic, and obviously him with the Bucks as a player was iconic and now just him as a broadcaster has took it to a whole another level. We all love Marcus Johnson. Yeah, for sure. You've got yeah, to. Um, AJ, you know, I don't think we've got any other, any other questions for you. Usually when we have a guest, we give them, if they want to promote anything, you know, feel free if you want to, I, I don't know if you have, you know, social media, any, any stuff going on that you want to otherwise just, you know, Tell people to tune into the Bucks games and, and check you out this season, whatever whatever works for you. But I don't want to unfairly take away the opportunity for promo that I would give like another podcaster or something like that. Um, yeah, I can't say I really have any promos or plugs to throw in there, but I appreciate you guys for um, just talking today and talking hoops. And yeah, definitely it's going to be an exciting year. Um, I got a lot of faith in what Coach Griffin's going to do with the team and what he's got planned. And I think, you know, guys are hungry and it's going to be a fun year for sure. Absolutely. Again, AJ, thank you so much for the, your time. We'll have to do this again sometime when you have some, some time on the calendar later on. But wishing you a, a fantastic season and hope to see you soon. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. That was our conversation with AJ Green, who by the Javon Carter corollary, is due for an outstanding season now that he's been on the Euro step. Rohan, let's hear your your post game on the AJ Green interview. What what are you, what were your thoughts coming out of that conversation? He's really 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 excited about Adrian Griffin. Yes. And I think that's something that should excite a lot of Bucks yes. fans. Yes. Is that he talked multiple times about how excited he is to like for the Bucks to like play differently. I think the most the biggest point was like, yeah, we're, we're switching up our defensive scheme. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, it's without specifics because mo- mainly because they haven't actually all played together at all yet. Um, that seemed, and the fact that, you know, he said he was excited about that because that, like, so many things that, and, and this is consistent when I've talked to him. Like I remember before the trade NBA trade deadline with the herd, I asked him like, are you worried about the trade deadline? He goes, no, I can't, I can't be worried about stuff like that. You know, the, the coaching change, he said the same thing. So I kind of expected him, you know, oh, the defensive change. Are you excited or anything? He's basically like, yeah, I am excited. Like he didn't say like, oh, you know, it's whatever. I'll do what they need me. He said, no, I'm excited about that. I agree with you. I also thought it was very interesting that he had the same take about watching the heat and taking stuff away from the heat that we did. I mean, us, it was more of, you know, the coaching search and they did obviously didn't go with Chris Quinn. But that was interesting. That kind of came out of nowhere a little bit that like, um, you know, oh, um, I think the having all these different wing players and letting them thrive, that's kind of what the Heat did. I was like, oh, I did not think of it like that. But that's a very interesting perspective, too. It, yeah, it's it's crazy. Obviously, these guys want to learn from what happened. And he had a front row seat, yeah. uh, literally, because he yeah. couldn't play because he was ineligible to play in the playoff. Not this year, uh, though. Not this year. And he, he, it was fun that he was like, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he had a front row seat to what the Heat did to the Bucks and what the what the Heat did in general. And yeah, obviously you want to learn from what happened there. And it's it's good to see that the actual players on the roster are also taking that into account. Yeah. I mean, honestly, from this, I'm just really excited to watch AJ this season. Hopefully he gets some some more Bucks run and, and if he ends up playing, you know, with the herd at all again this year, because clearly, you know, he's not he's focused on all sorts of his game all, all sorts of aspects of his game. Although I do love that, you know. He's not just a shooter. He has other parts of his game. I still, though, do love that he is locked in on improving the shooting even more because I do think, you know, being more of a versatile movement shooter, all these different angles, you know, maybe some of the Pat Condon catch high, shoot high, even we'll see from him. It sounds like he's working on every look. 
that kind of stuff. I mean, that's going to be really exciting to see a player who's already such a great shooter locked on getting even better, you know, out there on the floor, especially when Giannis is out there. Also, his answer to that question, I mean, when you asked him, you know, do you feel the pressure of playing with Giannis knowing you have to hit those wide open shots? He smiled big. <laughs> he was thinking about how open those shots are. He embraces it. That's a mindset I think you really love to see from a player. It's what it's what you have to have when you're when you're playing next to a guy like Giannis. It's like, yeah, you have to relish these opportunities. You can't get scared of the moment. You have to know exactly what you need to do. And it seems that AJ Green knows exactly what he needs to do. Yeah, and it, it, on the floor, and you know, via text, texting teammates, hey, Eurostep podcast, make it happen. So you put in a good word. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Um, but I think that's all we've got to say now. But thank you again for everyone for listening. You know, if you've never listened before, please subscribe, whether it's on YouTube or your podcast platform of choice. You know, we do we don't get Bucks players on every every week, but we're doing podcasts on the Bucks. As of now. Every single yeah, putting in the good word. That's true. That that's probably gonna change. He's gonna be an agent after his playing days, a uh, a podcast agent. Um, but we do cover the Bucks all the time, at least once a week, and that'll obviously ramp up even more when they're in season. So subscribe. You can go to gspn.info to find all our links. Otherwise, wherever you're watching and listening, um, please subscribe. But yeah, thank you again also to AJ Green, who took the time yeah. and was very generous with his time uh, and gave us some truly great answers to think about. Yeah, hopefully you all enjoyed listening to that because we we sure as hell yeah. loved listening, like, talking yeah. with AJ about that. Incredible insight. It's just a great guy. Um, I really, really appreciate AJ Green for that. And like uh, like you had mentioned, Ty, make sure you check out gspn.info for all our links. Subscribe to everything. We also have Win in Six, which is going to be on this feed. Uh, that'll ramp up during the season as well uh, with Adam McGee, Jordan Tresky. We also cover the Packers, Talk of the Tundra with Numak and Jordan Tresky. We also have Cruising for a Bruising uh, yeah. for all of you uh, Brewers fans out there with Adam McGee. And Andrew Snyder. Trade deadline coming up. Trade deadline coming up. You're going to want to subscribe so you can get that. Also, uh, Adam and uh, Andrew, they do Make Time for This, uh, which is a good movie review. So they're going to have a Barbenheimer uh, pod coming later. Uh, Should be coming soon. So make sure you subscribe to all of those. Check out gspn.info for all of those links. Uh, Pod random. And we will talk to you next time.